Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Right now, speaking in Atlanta, Georgia, is a team representing the President of the United States, a legal team. Uh, just moments ago, uh, Rona McDaniel, uh, Rana McDaniel, she, the chair of the Republican uh, Party, she de- described what she's calling the deployment of four teams across the country to uh, engage in some legal efforts on behalf of the president. She uh, announced the deployment of four teams, one to Arizona, another to Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. They have state directors, legal directors, media directors. They have uh, people assigned to all kinds of various positions, all in an effort to uh, well, I'll, I'll let the party speak for itself. Uh, th- this in a statement, a written statement from a chairwoman McDaniel came earlier today. Uh, she said that, quote, Democrats and their friends in the media spent four years talking about a Russia hoax on the grounds of election integrity. Uh, and, and then she, she goes on to, to make some claims uh, about things that are happening, untoward things happening at polling places and uh, ultimately says we will not stand for that. Quote, every candidate in every office from president down to the local level has a right to challenge irregularities that occur in the process of canvassing ballots. We intend to ensure that every lawful voter has their vote counted in accordance with the law, that uh, observers are granted access, they are due under the state law, and that any irregularities that have occurred, whether by malicious intent, intent or incompetence, are fully investigated to the fullest extent allowed under the law. We will not give up on this process until every last issue has been resolved. Now, you earlier heard me describing the the relationship between uh, two systems, right? The election system and the justice system. Those two are not at odds. And so to hear uh, words like this, and we are bound to hear from uh, former Vice President Joe Biden as his team, we know that he uh, is, in fact, gearing up for what has been described as legal warfare on the part of the, the Biden campaign. Anyway, regardless of your party, regardless of who you are, the filing of these lawsuits, as I've described earlier, is not something that in itself Uh, questions or undermines the integrity of the election process or democracy here in America. No. In fact, lawsuits are are filed all the time. Here before me, I have uh, a long list of lawsuits right now that have been filed uh, in in elections around the country. 
Yeah, the, the, the list is very, very long. It is not uncommon at all. In fact, uh, here in the state of Utah, you could find plenty of cases, plenty of lawsuits which have uh, been filed, uh, not aware of any suits filed in this uh, election here in the state. But who, who knows? You know, t- time will tell. And we'll check the records and we'll keep uh, apprised to what's filed in the Utah courts. There may be something. You know, there are a number of uh, races still to be decided. There are a number of very close races still be to be decided. Utah's fourth congressional district among them. And there are a number of House races very, very close. We'll follow them. But to file lawsuits uh, in and of itself, uh, not necessarily undermining of uh, election integrity. Uh, let me just uh, quickly ask a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, hey, Amy, do we have do we have uh, anything from Miss McDaniel yet that I can air? No, not yet. Uh, I want you to hear from her herself as soon as that's ready. Amy will give me a signal and we'll air that. Uh, but the, the the reason I bring that up is because uh, one of Utah's own may be soon involved in some way. Not yet sure exactly how, uh, but this morning, uh, in a pair of tweets, it was made known that Utah's newly re-elected Attorney General Sean Reyes, uh, and re-elected by by large margins, all right? Uh, Utahns uh, want him in office. In fact, uh, the number 701,000 votes are what he received uh, outpacing his opponent, Greg Scordis, uh, and will serve for another term as Utah's attorney general. And it was announced this morning, after he offered some commentary, I'll, I'll share both tweets with you. It reads, number one, uh, despite months of predictions about a blue wave, uh, the Republican Party kept the Senate and expanded seats in the House. Biden and his allies know the president will win if only verified legal votes are counted. We are making sure that happens, but looks like courts may have to decide that. That's the first tweet. And then about 15 minutes later, a second one came through, which read very briefly, on personal leave time to help prepare and support litigation in several states dealing with compromised election process. On personal leave time to help prepare and support litigation in several states dealing with compromised election process. So we'll find out what that means. Hopefully soon. It was made known to the Deseret News that the attorney general, likely this is through a campaign consultant, that there would be uh, a statement issued this afternoon. Well, the afternoon has arrived, and I'm staying vigilant. Hopefully that statement comes within uh, my my program, and I'll be able to share it with you. If not, uh, you'll have to uh, get that later on, maybe during Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news. Uh, But also unavailable for comment. I'll, I'll tell you myself, I reached out. I tried to connect with... Uh, the attorney general, just to get some details exactly uh, as to what he will be doing, where he'll be going. The Deseret News reports Nevada. So we'll see what's going on there. What are the cases uh, that he'll be involved in and what those legal efforts that he will be aiding uh, might be. Uh, But what do you think? Do me a favor, 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Uh, Pick up your phone, send me a text message. What do you think about this? Uh, what do you think about uh, Sean Ray as attorney general, top lawmaker, uh, law enforcement officer, rather, in the state? Lawmaker, that's the legislature. He's not a legislator. I'm sorry. <laughs> top law enforcement officer in the state, uh, attorney general Sean Ray as uh, on, on personal time, as he put it, uh, off uh, to aid in the president's uh, legal efforts uh, in this race. There are others uh, who are doing similar things, uh, among them former Florida attorney general, uh, Pam Bondi, she uh, is working on behalf of the president in Pennsylvania, had this to say yesterday. What we have seen, and we have a video of it that we will release to you, um, they put up, it looks like a police barricade 
all the way around the perimeter, and they are keeping our poll watchers back approximately 30 feet. She continued those claims this way. They would not let them look any further. There is a gentleman there by the name of Seth Bluestein, who is an assistant to a city commissioner, and he is wearing a badge the size of a baseball. And as far as I know, he's not a sworn law enforcement officer. So it looks like intimidation to me. And that's one of the that's one of the claims, but the substance of the lawsuit that she is uh, speaking on here again, and, I, and I've repeated these details a number of times. I feel like a broken record. Uh, it has to do with proximity to uh, the vote count themselves uh, in, in Arizona, or I'm sorry, in Pennsylvania right now, where I'll remind you, Joe Biden leads by fourteen thousand seven hundred and twenty-five uh, votes. Uh, Fourteen thousand seven hundred twenty-five votes. Uh, Joe Biden leads by in Pennsylvania. The lawsuit filed by the Trump campaign had to do with proximity uh, to the vote counting. Uh, and here the lawsuit was, uh, listen, we're not close enough. We're being held at bay. And here Pam Bondi, attorney general, uh, former attorney general in Florida, uh, describes what is observed. So will uh, will Sean Reyes's efforts be similar to those? Uh, unsure. Unsure. Very much looking forward to that statement when it comes. And looking forward to your reactions as well. Again, 575 uh, zero, zero. 575-00 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, th- there was one question here w- which reads, is Reyes going to be paid by the state while he fights for President Trump? Uh, won't that be a conflict of interest, the question asked. Uh, the, the, the tweet reads, and that's all that I can uh, go off of, the tweet reads, on personal leave time. Personal leave time. So is that vacation? Does he have like allocated vacation that's compensated? I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, i looking forward to uh, some explanation on that front in the, in the statement when it comes. Uh, a very fair question. Very fair question. Uh, another one is, Lee, do election processes get audited to ensure they have identified and mitigated risks? Uh, a- absolutely. You know, there are uh, people like Sherry Swenson who spend, you know, years gearing up for Election Day and the process itself. And it is, uh, at least here in Utah, a very uh, well-defined and well-honed process. I I don't know of anyone calling into question the process here in the state of Utah. I'd also point to Florida. You remember back in uh, 2000, things didn't go too smoothly for them in Florida, but over the course of the uh, next two decades, uh, they sure got it figured out. Florida had their answers there uh, quickly. We're going to take a a break here in just a moment. When we return, I'm going to share with you some of the responses to all that is going on in the race for the presidency. Uh, The responses coming from Utah politicians. We'll look into what the members of Congress have to say. Uh, Senator Mitt Romney has delivered a number of statements. Uh, even Governor Gary Herbert. Uh, we'll, we'll hear from them, and I'd like to hear from you. Five seven five zero zero. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Responses from Utah's politicians on what's going on in the race for the presidency next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.